This is the Rugby Odds, where an unlikely pundit panel of a wordsmith, a WWE legend, a rugby star, and a supermodel scour the globe, seeking best bets and bad behavior. Are you not entertained? Welcome to the Rugby Odds. I can't believe it. It's already episode four of of season three amazing but thank you thank you thank you thank you You're too kind we have a sensational show for you uh and as my colleagues wwe hall of famer john bradshaw layfield and king gift a Bailu, the inventor of words as they diligently research in the sponsor opportunity green room you can take a look at our your name here tro slate to see what we'll be discussing, and you'll see that it is indeed a full slate. But we have to get to stuff, so let's bring in John Bradshaw Layfield, the WWE legend, and King Gift A. Bailu now. Hi, guys. How you doing? God, I hate that cartoon voice right now. <laughs> you know, I, there was a poll, a serious scientific poll done on this show, and they found out that 100% of people love, not like, love King A. 94% of people love me. Those 6% of people, I don't care about them either. They're stupid. 142% of people hate you, Matt. The math is mathing. <laughs> well, we, we, we do have some records and stuff that we have to go over, and that includes going over who's our walk of shame and our wooden spoon recipients. And, you know, we had a pretty good week collectively last week, John, but unfortunately for you, Gift edged you out by this much to mean that you are the wooden spoon recipient this week. What do you mean? I'm undefeated in Six Nations. I was five overall and one record. Undefeated. Overall UBM. Record. Undefeated bad is who I am. See, see, you see what's happening here. You see what's happening. Because Matt betrayed the US so strong, he's trying to use that as the leverage to try and keep him above. But the reality is, nah, he, he should have the wooden spoon and the walk of shame. That's well, right. How about that, Vladimir McCarthy? Go ahead, comrade. Say Listen, something now. Sticks and stones, but you know what? Overall, I love records. a stick and stone. Yeah, I hit you with a. Uh, I can hit you with a boomerang. That'd be fun. Way about time hit. Later, we talk about the MLR. I'm gonna talk about how I'm gonna barbecue Rucky. <laughs> you mentioned Rucky and Gift. You mentioned that one person could win the win wooden spoon and the walk of shame, and unfortunately, you were correct. But not about me. It's about John. John, you get the walk of shame award for threatening to barbecue Rucky the Seawolf, who has it difficult enough being confused with a giant puffin. Not only that, I've got a box of matches. <laughs> I'm going to tackle Rucky. I'm going to fillet him, and I'm going to barbecue Rucky, and I'm going to eat Rucky on this show. These matches, I've, all, I've ordered these off Amazon. They're Rucky specials because Rucky is a stupid mascot and we don't want him to breed with another mascot and have more stupid mascots. And I'm going to barbecue Rucky and I'm going to eat him. All right. We're, of course, talking about the Seattle Seawolves uh, mascot, Rucky the Seawolf. And just south of Seattle, a couple of five hours on a drive is Los Angeles, where the L.A. Sevens are taking place. And for those of you in the L.A. area that are still whining and crying about the Guiltinis no longer being in the MLR, you have a world-class rugby event in your backyard this weekend. Get your ass out to the L.A. Sevens. Guys, let's pick our top three finishers for the men 
this weekend. John? You also have the Urban Rugby Championship. Todd Clever is helping host that. One of the best programs in the world that's going on in Los Angeles as well. I'm going to go with all Southern Hemisphere teams. I'm going to take the Fijians. Anytime they play rugby, I'm going to take the Fijians. I'm going to take the Aussies next, and I'm going to take the South Africans third. Are you remotely American? I took the Fijians. <laughs> despicable. You're despicable. You act like you're this guy. Oh, this great America. 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 All, all, all the sevens players from the freaking American team are playing the MLR. <laughs> Gift. Look, 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 look. Oh, this is this is bad. Too many looks. <laughs> USA sevens first, Fiji seven second, and New Zealand probably third. I, I it, it's hard for me to go above the hemisphere on that one, but a hey, USA all day. All oh. right, let's let's go. Yeah, let's go, baby. And I'm gonna go with USA, but I'm gonna go the opposite way. USA is it because third. they have New York. Is that why you're going with USA? New, New Zealand. Zealand. Oh. <laughs> no, because Steve Lewis told him to. We'll be second. And Fiji. Those strings coming out, Matt's bald head. That's the from the puppet master, Steve Lewis. Flying Fijians will be first. I am, I don't even hear you. Uh, we're gonna go from one international setup to another. This one on the other side of the pond, the Six Nations, where John, you've had a pretty good run so far. I'll give you that. Pretty good. I'm undefeated. UBM, undefeated bad. That's who I am. That's who I am. Champion. 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 What? Exactly. Guys, we have a very special guest in the waiting room. And to get to him, we have to get through the Six Nations. So, John, we're going to make this quick. Give us your uh, best pick in the Six Nations. Best pick will be coming up in a second. But the other two games, I think I like England to win in Wales. Where? In Wales. Wales? In Wales, yeah. It's I don't Wales. know if, if Rucky is it's a whale Wales, or not. Like Ru- but if Rucky it- is a whale, I'm going to eat him. And I think Scotland covers... Mm. France and I am for uh, Ireland to go in there and roll them boys in Italy. What happened to this th- thirty-second thing? And we're in a rush. What happened to that gift? Go France, Scotland. I really actually wanted to go for France, but honestly, I don't trust France. Yeah, points were really well made. Scotland will probably take this one because Scotland seems to be on a roll, and I'm not going to lose on them three times straight. And I don't trust France. I've said it over and over and over again. England versus Wales. Wales, I feel like they're starting to get their churn, but England is still staying up. And, yo, look, man, look, look, look. If you want to smoke crack, smoke crack by yourself. This is not a two-way street here. Finish your picks, Gif. <laughs> Ireland over Italy, be able to blow through that. And, uh, of course, you know, Ireland continues to, to just continue to grow, and they don't let their opponents, you know, play up to them. I'm glad you guys fully understand the need for con- condensing things and making it fast. Holy <laughs> My pick of the week, and I, I feel dirty saying this, snowballs are being thrown in hell. Three pigs just flew by my window. I'm picking England. Wales, despite ABE, always uh, uh, anybody but England, I'm taking that's, – that's just ridiculous. Wales is going to – Wales, as John says, is going to get destroyed. Wow. The Irish on the road. I think they're going to destroy the Italians. And then Scotland, France. France rebounds and wins by 10. With that, we're going to take a quick break and bring in our very special guest, Scott Brits. Looking for your next vehicle? With Sheehy's Easy Search, choose from over 3,000 new and used vehicles. Shop, trade, or buy online or in store. We make it easy with our award-winning service. It's easy at Sheehy. We are not worthy of this guest. This man is working in finance. After he was a legend in rugby, Saracen star, every team in South Africa star, Springbok, World Cups twice, 
One one as a thirty-eight year old hooker, the most successful oldest hooker to ever walk the face of the earth. Scott Fritz, welcome to the rugby arts. Thank you so much, Matt. I don't know if the oldest and most successful hooker is a great description, but I'll take it. <laughs> All right. Well, you played out of position in yes. the 2019 World Cup and you captained, captained the squad. Was it more satisfying beating Namibia or scoring the try against them as the number eight? Uh, I think it's, as a kid, I played number eight. So it's when was, you get a lot of space, but then I like the intrigue parts of scrumming and mauling and all those kind of things. But I must say, scoring a try at a World Cup as captain was quite satisfying. But and all, just the team environment was fantastic and Japan was phenomenal. Okay. Your high school. The yes. name of the high school was a little bit weird. It's the Paul Ruse Gymnasium. Now, for those of us <laughs> on this program, that sounds like you went to a gym for school. And that's probably why the Springboks are so good in rugby. There's just something people do here in South Africa call um, a school a gymnasium, but it's not really a gymnasium. I think I took up gym quite late in my life, but I, I was actually a wrestler, a Greek-Roman wrestler when I was younger. But I, I mean... So basically, it was a stupid question from a very xenophobic person who hadn't been outside <laughs> of his own block. Wow. Wow. <laughs> That's a big word for you. <laughs> way to go, hurt? way to go, Matt. Way, way to go. Oh, John with the sesquipedalian word of the day. John, one unfortunate thing about amateur wrestling, we don't know the result beforehand, so I'll take it. Wait a minute, we do? <laughs> what are you trying to say? Listen, <laughs> listen, I don't know if wrestling is, is like fixed now, but when I was world champion, it was real. That's all I know. Of course, of course. We have a fan question. A fan. Tell the truth. We don't have any fans. We don't have any fans. You wrote this question and said it's from a fan. What? <laughs> Nobody watches this show. People want to know if you're about 15 stone 10 and 17.3 hands high. So 181 in centimeters, whether well, it's six foot or just under six foot and 100. And well, when I played, I was 103 kilograms. 15 stone 10? Yeah. All right, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen, our first The Rugby Odds question answered by Mr. Brits correctly. All right. That was absolute gibberish. <laughs> that was captivating. <laughs> Just captivating. <laughs> what a horrible question. We've got a legend here, an absolute legend in the world. And you ask him something about his stones and kilograms? <laughs> that is ridiculous. He's a numbers guy. You dumb. don't get it. See, you don't get it. He um, gets it. He and I are on the same page. He's in finance. He knows this stuff. Easy. Yeah. He didn't even flinch. There's, yeah. Well, one thing, though, Matt, is rugby. There's not so much fun in my fun bucket in finance than there is in the rugby pitch. In the corporate world, they don't like bum taps, huh? <laughs> you, it's your job to make that change. You have to change that culture. Yeah. I will be fired within a week of, uh, of bum tapping anyone. <laughs> so, Scott, going to the English Premiership, what happened to Saracens, your former team? What happened? Well, first of all, you must see a lot of the players are actually playing English rugby. They're playing the Six Nations. So, Tigers are missing, guys. 100%. And by the way, Tigers picked the oldest backline in history of the Premiership. I think on average, it was 33 or 34. Yeah. We had a lot of opportunities in the end. We played away from home. A second loss of the season, we take it. We don't want to peak in the middle of the season. Remember, the Caps are only one at the end of the season. So we're giving the, the opposition a, a certain comfort that, that we are beatable. But at the end of the season, we'll have a great running. And this year, we will take the, the Cup back home.
it cost me for being five and zero oh on the weekend. That and sale, <laughs> sale, sale killed me too. But yeah. did you hang up the cleats completely? Are you going out to a couple of games here and there and playing with like uh, the locals or no? Not at all. I watch before uh, this podcast. I, I went to watch my boy play a bit of rugby or training. Um, I, I help at his school, my Christian school, how uh, uh, to play a bit of rugby. But that's basically they have gymnasium. No, it's it's Akersub Primary School, so there's no gymnasium there. Fair enough. Okay. You know, I, I follow on Instagram uh, Jacques Berger. It, it just cracks yeah. me up. The, the world's toughest farmer. He like he likes retired back to Namibia. He's like a farmer now. Do you, you guys ever have a contact with each other since you're like the world's yeah. toughest finance guy? Yeah, no, definitely not the toughest finance guy, but I, I'm actually seeing him in two months' time. I mean, playing, being teammates for for years. Um, Harrison's. Yeah, it's Harrison's. But people, what people don't know, Matt, is – he is so remote. When they do shopping, there's no Amazon or any shops close by. He drives, I think it's six hours to the closest shopping area called Vintuk. And then they fill up their whole truck and they, um, and the, what do you call it, the thing at the back, um, full of food and everything. Then they drive back home five hours later. So they do that trip every second week. And he is literally so remote. Yes, I can't wait to catch up with him in a couple of months. Heart as big as uh, most rugby teams got. He, that guy just sacrificed himself, his face. He, Every he was game. a lot prettier when I met him in his younger days. So obviously John has a man crush on your, your buddy, but we're going to... we're gonna. No, I'm yeah. trying to relate to Jacques Berger and our friend here, Scott, is saying something other than stupid about their gymnasium high school, which is a famous <laughs> name in South Africa. Gymnasium. xenophobic moron. <laughs> Hi. I'm Jacques Berger, and you're watching Rugby Wrap-Up. Go to the URC, United Rugby Championship. What do you think of the whole setup? I think it's, it's fantastic. We've, As a South African playing in the UK for 10 years, we were always pushing that South Africa goes north. It was a nightmare traveling-wise to Argentina, New Zealand, Australia. The traveling was horrendous for us. North, England, France, Ireland, that just makes sense. Now, the URC, the South African teams, I thought will take longer to adapt and they've adapted quite well and secondly we lost we lose so much of our talent north as well and funny enough we're doing actually okay with the the resources we've got that allows us to segue right into the sharks versus ulster sharks at home what do you think of this one scott the sharks has got by far the better the lineup they've got a great squad it feels like this weekend when they played the lions they they the team, the shock don't perform without their stars. They're almost waiting for the stars to, to bring the magic and the other guys sort of just idle around. Where else there's a better, for me, a better unit, but they don't have the firepower that the Sharks got. But if I'm a betting man, I would go Sharks. Do you think it's it's fair to have the teams that are missing players from the Six Nations go down to South Africa and play these two matches? Because the other one is... Lions hosting Glasgow. Yeah, for me, it's silly. People want to see the Siakulisis, uh, the Hunter Pollards, the Own Farrells. They want to see them play in the, in the club shirts. You want the best players to play every game when they are available. It's, it's... Do you feel like a South African team could actually not just win, but dominate Whoa. in the Heineken Cup? Not this year. Maybe, maybe next year. Yes, you can be competitive. On the URC, but when it comes to championship, Heineken Cup, you want the best players playing with the most experience and, and people that's been there. We It's our first proper Heineken Cup. 
So I think we'll we'll phase into it. But unfortunately, once again, as soon as the South African players do well, they get snatched by the Euro European teams. Now that South Africa is at the URC, do you feel like the TV money that's being made from this is actually impacting the South African teams? Or do you think it's still just greatly impacting the European teams? South Africa just happened to be a leverage point to get more out of it. Oh, good goddamn question. Oh, that, that is such a big question and <laughs> so in-depth. Let it go, Kingy oh, Baylor. Oh, Kingy Baylor, you get the oh, best question of the week award. Yeah, I think I think definitely with time that money or TV rights will flow down to the SA Rugby that gives them bigger budgets. But there is there is a limit to how much the South African teams can can spend, and that those contracts was predetermined before literally before the competition started. So when we renegotiate, yes then I would say the flows will come in more and you can keep the best players. I'll say five years from now, if this money flows in and we get the structure right and spend it in the right way, we've got unbelievable talent in South Africa and a lot of it. You're, you're being very conservative as, a gen as the gentleman that you are. And I know that you think it's going to be a lot sooner than that and probably this year. That's yeah. my, my take. Well, I just don't want to be arrogant, Matt. <laughs> of course, be arrogant. Let the arrogance flow. Come to the That's dark what this side. show is about. <laughs> Unfortunately, we're out of time, Mr. Britz. Uh, oh. It has been an absolute pleasure, but we got to have you on again. I mean, this, you know, this is a big deal. I hope I get an All right. Okay. Well, Maybe now he could host Matt, and then right? you could like leave and not come back. That's fine. <laughs> That's fine, because these two are not going to be able to come up with any questions after wasting all of their brain power. They're going to be on a bull going forward. Matt, to be fair, their questions were way better than yours, though. I wrote their questions. They, I wrote their questions. No, you didn't. I can't, I, they, they got scribbled notes from me. Uh, uh, oh, it's, hey, it's the most fun I ever had in a podcast. I actually got a text from Matt this weekend. The whole text was, I am hammered. That's all it says. I am hammered. That's the kind of tech. That's the kind of input we get from this man. That's what we get. Thank you, sir. You have raised the level of class on this program. Exponential. Thank you for a great and fun show tonight, guys. Uh, enjoy the chat and thank you for talking about rugby and grain again. And just remember to, Thank you. to send that payment to rugbywrapping.com. Your Europeans, Europeans. Thank you. Yeah. Okay, guys. Bye. All right, Thanks very much. All right, guys. Uh, we have to take a quick break, but because we were chatty Cathy's, we can't go into the Premiership picks as much as we wanted to. But we did speak to the Saracen Star. So up on the board right here as we go into break are our picks for the Gallagher Premiership this weekend, which they shouldn't be playing because of the Six Nations. I'm going with Saracen. We'll be right back. <laughs> if you're in New York City and want to watch some great rugby, have some great food, and some great times, go to the world's best rugby pub, The Pig and Whistle, on West 36th Street. And we are back. And, guys, we can't really get into depth about the top 14 other than the fact that yours truly was 7-0 and in picks last week. With that, we will just show our picks on the board and move right along to the MLR, Major League Rugby 
kicked off their weekend last weekend. What are some of your observations, guys, very briefly? I was 5-1 and one and King and Baylor was 5-1. and one. That's what our observations were. Oh, yeah. Smoked it. See, look, let me tell you something. See, here's, here's the JBL action figure, right? Here is the Matt McCarthy action figure, right? Pow, 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 pow. Bam, bam. What's the big boot? <laughs> and JBL wins. We're running out of time, and we need to get to what you thought about from week one in Major League Rugby. This is the worst run show ever. You're doing a horrible job. Gift and I were five and one on Major League Rugby. You don't know how to pick games either, all right? So I'll start with Seattle. Seattle Starfire Stadium is where dreams go to die. What an incredible home field advantage. New York looks very good, by the way. They're, these are two great teams. Seattle, that is a tough place for people to play. And congratulations to San Diego, to my tough places in a record crowd. Gift. It was an unfair advantage for Free Jacks to bring their dirty weather down to New Orleans and have us playing that horrible cold because there's nothing like playing in 35 degrees with humidity. That's the only reason that, that game ended up the way it was. That's your excuse for the New England flapjack and tea sippers smoking your guys? We didn't prepare for weather. We prepared for the team. Didn't know we had to fight Mother Nature simultaneously. That is absurd. <laughs> that is absurd. That is Mother absurd. Nature doesn't lose. That, that's a fact. Atlanta had 37 degree weather and it didn't affect them, did it? Because they smoked Team Canada. But I want to talk about the Snapdragon, the O Snapdragon Stadium. 11,000 fans at the Dragon, San Diego, beating Gifts Mountain Climbers. You say O Snap? You said that. O Snapdragon Stadium. For the upcoming matches, anything catch your eye or that you want to pick or talk about? John? I'm going with all the home teams this week. Not because they're home teams, but because I think they're the better team. The one exception may be if, as far as a better team is San Diego and the Free Jackals. I think they're pretty even teams. This is a long way for the Free Jackals to travel. They went to New Orleans last week. It's about as far as you can go in the continental United States from Boston all the way down to San Diego. These guys don't fly uh, charter flights like they do in the NBA, the NFL. These are big guys flying commercial. This is a long flight. The Seattle, San Diego looked amazing last week so did the free jackals but i think the home field advantage gives this uh, tips this to san diego you know if new england can win this one they have just sent a message to the league because two absolutely tough road trips on the road it should be a but great yeah. game you know another great game is going to be seattle and uh, atlanta i mean there's some really good games this week i'm hoping that everybody loses in that seattle versus <laughs> atl game is there a way you know what it is good it's like when oklahoma plays oklahoma state we hope when we from texas hope they both lose Exactly. Exactly. Like I, I, all I see is that game, and I'm just like, it's Captain Ahab's blubber versus the worst logo in MLR. I'm gonna put it on Rugby ATL to somehow not choke this out because I refuse to give the black hole of MLR more glory than I did last week. Also, go gold, and then the home team for everybody else. I'm gonna barbecue Rucky the Seawolf. We're gonna barbecue Rucky on live YouTube. I think the Utah Warriors are going to barbecue the Dallas Jackals. Unfortunately for Jackals fans, I think Utah is going to win that one by nine at in their home opener after a tough one on the road. And here are the rest of our picks. Note that I am going to go with Rugby New York this week. Oh, that's a shocker. <laughs> and we'll be right back after this. Been blind since I was four. And I've never seen a beer commercial or a beer label. None of that stuff influences me. I drink beer because of the taste. And my beer is Pabst Blue Ribbon. It has the taste and the flavor. 
What do you think's on the label? I think there's a, a naked woman riding on a unicorn, jumping over fire. Oh, that's good beer. And as you can see on the board, it's our Super Rugby Americas picks as we segue to Super Rugby Pacifica. As a breakdancing aficionado, Ooh. meaning I, I could pop and lock with anybody. I like the Crusaders head coach, the breakdancer himself. I even got my little Momenta Crusader boomerang Crusaders all the way. Wow. Gift. Look, I heard in 2023, the super intelligent super pigs are taking over the world. All right, they've already begun their process, which leads me to go look at the Warthogs versus Brumbies. Warthogs <laughs> remind me of Warthogs. Warthogs, even though with the plus two and a half, are going to be taking over the world because it's the age of the Super Pigs. I take Warthogs over Brumbies. Perfect sense. It's the research that goes into us making our picks on the rugby odds. You just witnessed some of the some of the inside stuff, ladies and gentlemen. That this should be a, that should be a subscription like price. Pig. I'm gonna go to Perth. And I'm going to take the Western Force, who are hosting the Rebels. I think the Force take the Rebels down big time in this one. And then last but not least, Japan's Rugby League One, guys. Some more outstanding play coming from that division, that setup. John? I'm going with the Kabotu Spears, is who I'm going with. Ohio Gazama. So, gig in the sky. The land of the rising sun, Kaboto. Kaboto to you. Gift? This is the area where you got to respect the honor, the fight that goes on between these great warrior teams. And I'm looking at the Wild Knights versus the Kobe Steel. And even though the Wild Knights may be rocking on top right now, Kobe Steel is undefeated. Actually, they're very much defeated. They actually have four losses on the season. But I look at them to slice through this night team, get another big win, and just knock the Knights down a little bit of a peg. Kobe Steel getting the points. Not the win, but the points against the Wild Knights. I'm going to go with an old reliable, the Kintetsu Liners, to get absolutely destroyed by the Black Rams. Boy, and just like that, we're at the end of the show, so it's time for our Patty Power Pick of the Pack. John? Saracen. Saracens did not look good last week against Leicester. Leicester looked very good. Uh, Saracens, I think, rebounds from that. Gift. We got, once again, another great rivalry, Super Rugby Americas, Cobras versus the Dogos. And of course, as I said before last week, there will be a cold day in hell that I choose Argentina over Brazil. And I look for Brazil to take this one over to Dogos. I'm going to go to the top 14 and I'm going to take Stade Francais wow. over Montpellier because they got to stay in step with Toulouse. Plugs? Gift. Don't forget HBC Rugby Classic. We're five weeks away, Washington, D.C. We got some of the best teams coming through Prairie View, Morehouse, uh, Howard University, and then some. And of course, big thanks to our sponsors uh, Citizens Rugby, uh, uh, Young Glory, Old Glory, Sheehy uh, Auto, and ASTAT. Of course, the Gift Time family and all that get to be a part of this amazingness that we have coming on. You don't want to miss it. Announcements are coming out soon. John. Major League Rugby, you really want to back up your words with action? 
and support Urban Rugby Championship, which is actually growing the game. Growing the game where the game has never been before. It's actually doing a wonderful, wonderful job. And also the HSBC Rugby Classic of my pal, Kingy Bailu. On that note, we are out of time. Thank you to John, Brad, Shaw, Layfield, the WWE legend, King Gift A. Bailu, the inventor of words, Mr. Scott Bricks, and thank you for tuning in. Please check out our other shows, including MLR Weekly and the College Rugby Wrap-Up. Hit that subscribe button on YouTube. Wrap up the show. Sign up for our weekly newsletter, and please join our American Red Cross Blood Donor team.